Hello and welcome to Slay Sunday. I'm your host, Louise Hazel. And in this week's episode, we're going to be discussing MTV's The Challenge, Champs vs. Stars. And joining me this week, we have reality TV star, singer, songwriter and novelist. It's one of the stars of MTV's Are You The One and The Challenge. And she's currently taking part in Champs vs. Stars with me to win a share of $150,000 for charity. It's Tori Deal. Tori D, hey, you're please. here on Hi. Slay Sunday and we're happy to have you. Um, one question I want to know, Tori, is how did you manage to find yourself on MTV's The Challenge? Well, it's definitely an accident. I didn't want to end up there oh. and I hope I don't end up there. <laughs> I hope I continue to make strides in other directions. Um, but honestly, how it all happened was I was rooming, who's my roommate to this day still. Yep. So about three years ago, I was rooming with my roommate and I was looking for ways to get exposure. And she was obsessed with the challenge. She was like, Tori, there's this show. Are you the one? It's mm -hmm. on MTV. Yep. If you go on, are you the one and you do well, they'll probably ask you to go on the challenge okay. and you'll probably do well on the challenge. So like, give it a shot. And I was like, okay, like, <laughs> applied for it. Sent in some ridiculous videos. Of what me. did you do to get onto that show? I sent you in, said exposure. Did you expose? I yeah. didn't. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I don't think they would have brought me on if I did that. What was the video? They, I was in the back of like cabs and I, I call them my cab fashions and I'd be like, somebody be driving the cab and I'd be like videotaping myself saying ridiculous things to cab drivers. Like, like nonchalantly being like, excuse me, like I think my pet lizard ran out of my purse. If he's in the car, like just don't panic. Like we'll get him out and find. So I've, I've freaked cab drivers out oh my god sent in these videos and they were like this bitch is nuts oh my life so that's so that's kind of how i think i got them to be like okay she is out there you could have had like a, a deal with uber at some point that would have been amazing well i have a horrible uber rating because of that so i oh have to use god. lyft now oh i can't my even god. use <laughs> i've so been kicked off of uber because Tory of that D barred from uber <laughs> first time first person on the show well done thank you um yeah, yeah that uber rating is not i feel like it's a one-way street i mean it's pretty fucked up because i had like a, a 3.5 and you can get kicked off with a 3.5 oh. and it's like up to a five but if, yeah we've got to do some work on that i just so go, you go end up on the challenge mm -hmm. um tell me what shows you've done before so prior okay. to we're obviously doing do this you want show. the list of shows go for it okay cool you've done a few are you the ones <clears throat> are you the one yeah Season four. Are you the two? We, we no, no, not okay. are you the two. <laughs> we won our season of Are You the One. Then I did Are You the One Second Chances, which yep. was a spinoff. I came in second place on that one. How do you win Are You the One? Everybody, Is there's like ten guys. First person to get a shag or something. No, you, really, you win as a group. Right, ten guys, ten girls. Yes, first one to shag wins. <laughs> <laughs> ten guys, ten girls. Um, if you all guess the person that you're supposed to be matched with correctly. So basically, you know, I have to guess one of these guys is my guys. If all 10 couples get correct by 10 weeks, then you all win a million dollars to split. Oh, amazing. So we won. Okay. I thought it was just like a dating game and it was just like, find your perfect partner oh, type of show. Um, so listen, like we obviously met on that beach. You were super impressed by Drake Bell. And then we found out in that episode one that we were getting split into two teams, reds and blues. Mm -hmm. How stoked were you really to be on my team? Stoked. I mean, we are a pretty good team, didn't we? Yeah. What did you think about the other team, the red team? <clears throat> no, I thought we had a better team. Mm -hmm. I mean, I knew about you 
through Jordan and, you know, you did a season already and people had known you and talked about you. So I knew that you were a big deal. And Casper, you could just tell by the first challenge, he was had more heart <clears throat> than most people on that field. Like Aaron Foster didn't look like he really cared. Casper looked like he really cared. Yeah. So I think that we had like immediately we had a team that looked like they just wanted to play. Yeah. And I think that's key. We're ready. Yeah. Hashtag or HD. And I wish you guys were a little less ready because I was like chilling. I was like, ah, Uh, like this shit. I'm like, oh, well, they actually really give a fuck. So it's like, well, it was nuts. What was our first activity? I can't remember. So as a team, the first thing we did was. Oh yeah, shuffleboard. And oh, yeah. that went tits for us, didn't yeah. it? Because we were paired up. Yeah. And I literally just couldn't get you down that I board whatsoever. I couldn't even get Drake down the board. Oh yeah, and you were pushing Drake. Yeah. So you lucked out there. You got to like push him down a shuffleboard. Got to poke him with a stick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe and hopefully not the last time. Okay. <laughs> Listen, Drake. <laughs> Tori's up for shuffleboard round two. I'm just... <laughs> so, um... You know, we obviously went into episode two and we saw it was a girls week elimination. Mm. Now, Mm. tell me what it feels like, because obviously I'm on the receiving end too. Mm. What did it feel like for you knowing that it's girls week and someone's going home? How do you deal with that? Um, Like, I think because of me, I've just dealt with the pressure of being able to be eliminated for so many shows now that I just try not to put too much heart into it because mm-hmm. I will get upset. So I just try to play with like a kind little soft heart oh. and then like wish for the best, you Got know, you. because you can shit the bed at any point in time. You could be amazing. Sometimes you could be the best one on the field. You could be the one that scores the game winning goal. And then at the same time, the next week could come and you could be the one that shits the bed. For so sure. You just don't know when it's not your week. Gosh, how shooketh were you when I managed to get Cam into the elimination? Honestly, that was a turning point. That was a huge turning point. How did you think that week was going to go? I honestly was sure that Hennessy was going in. Right. I was sure she was because mm-hmm. I was like, why would anybody on our team want somebody, you know, who was kind of half in, half out? Mm-hmm. I thought everybody would have just wanted our team to win, Got even though she did great when it came to challenges. Mm-hmm. She was there. I just yep. think emotionally she wasn't present for the entirety of the show. Yep. So I don't know. I, it was a shock to me. And Ooh. and good for you, you motherfucker. <laughs> Sneaky love me. Sneaky love me. that motherfucker hot. So oh like, my gosh. <laughs> so obviously, so what happened for those guys at home who don't know about the show, mm-hmm. um, I took out one of your team members effectively. Yes, you did. So was there that feeling she's going to come for me next? I knew that I I felt like you would come for me last. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh God, no. Because I didn't, I didn't think I posed a threat. I was just chilling and like I knew you wanted the title and like I wasn't doing so hot. So I was like, I feel like I'm okay. I'm floating. Really? Yeah. See, this is you're such an interesting player when it comes to the challenge because I feel like actually you are armed with one of the most like the strongest tools, and that's like humor and likability. Everybody loves you on the show. Thank do you. Do you know how powerful that is or is it something that you just kind of, do you play up to it? Do you, uh, what's your... I honestly, I promise you, I, of course I know it works in my benefit, but it, it's more comforting than anything. Yeah. Because I genuinely like get upset when I would, I would take people voting my name in before I really double crossed anybody else because that's how uncomfortable I get. Mm-hmm. What I admire about you is you don't give a fuck. And like... 
Not too if much, I had the no. ability to play that way, I would. But mm-hmm. I actually get sick to my stomach. Like I get, I actually get nauseous. You know what? Come to think of it, I can remember some of your facial expressions when we were going into those um, nominations. Yeah. And there was like, and this is the thing, you are so jovial all the freaking time and humorous and super funny. But then there was that just, I don't want to do this bit. I, I don't want to do it. Yeah. I don't want to do it. It's like, do you feel kind of compromised when it comes to the nomination part? Definitely. It's something that, like like Brooke, she doesn't like to do politics. I've kind of tried to not make it so obvious that I don't like to do politics because that can work against you too. Mm-hmm. And you want to have the most fun you can and you want to win. But to me, it's like, at what point in time is it worth it to be com- completely uncomfortable playing a game? Yeah. Like now I'm just not happy. Mm-hmm. So then I just don't want to play. Yeah. And I feel like you played the best when you were having fun and totally. you're just enjoying everybody's company. Totally. I'm you're not, just... I actually don't think I'm good for reality shows. I'm not because think about the amount Who of drama. Who else would give us impressions of Hulk Hogan? Thank you. You know what I mean? <laughs> Who you. else would bring that to the table? But you know, I, when it comes down to the games, the game portion, I'm a, sh- I feel like I am actually a shitty player. Like, oh, really? Yeah. Like you are a good strategic, you're seeing, you're watching, you're in it. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Like you are, you, I feel like your mental game is fire. I mean, it's it's pretty focused, but sometimes I must admit it takes the fucking fun out, doesn't it? I mean, I don't know. You look like you have fun. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. And talking about fun, we see the explosion that is Hurricane Henny Uh this week in the show. Uh Okay. So talk me through what you, your take on that one. So it makes me. Un- uncomfortable. I don't want to sit here and like point at Hennessy, say mm-hmm. she's a bad person because that's that would be counterproductive mm-hmm. for the point I'm trying to make with what I'm going to say. Got you. Um, I I just I've never I didn't grow up in a house where physical violence was a thing. I didn't really see much physical violence, and then I've had like certain points in my life when I've seen a lot of it, mm-hmm. and it really makes me sick. Mm-hmm. It to me is just like. You never should put your hands on somebody else. You should yeah. never hit anybody else. Yeah. I don't care what you say to them, what you scream at them. You can have a debated argument, like hot, angry, mm-hmm. talking to each other and never put your hands on each other. And I'd be like, you know what? They spoke their piece. But the moment that you cross that line and it gets violent, mm-hmm. I mean, I it makes it just makes me sick. Mm-hmm. So like I was sitting right next to Devin. Yeah. You know, Drake had gotten up. I'm right. I'm right next to them. I remember them being like right there. And then she just chucked the sunglasses at his head so hard. Like he was he i'm surprised he wasn't bleeding really yeah because it was so hard Mm -hmm. and they snapped Mm -hmm. you know like see i literally was not in the room at that moment no like this is the thing you know the the power of editing mm -hmm. were made it look like henny was we were all waiting on henny i popped out to the bathroom and back again you know people were in and out in and out and Mm -hmm. so i feel like she took the rap for obviously that situation Mm -hmm. you know she blew up she popped off Mm -hmm. and she broke her glasses on devin's head and the whole point was she didn't want to take off her glasses and then she smashed them on Devin's head. That was the the reason why, you know, she started getting heated in the first place. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Devin definitely poked and prodded that fire. Right. But the thing about what being, would you have done in that situation? If, if I you was were Devin, Devin? Yeah. I'm not Devin. I wouldn't have spoken up because I just know that that's a Hennessy, you know, clearly did not want to be spoken to. So I wouldn't have even tried. Right. I that's just not my job. So that's do you not feel my like, place. So he kind of agitated that situation. Do you feel like he kind of deserved it or brought it on himself? What's the deal? I think that in life, 
you have to understand that no matter who you are in a room of people, if you are doing something that's going to affect other people, some people are going to let it slide. Other people are not going to let it slide. Right. And you don't know when you're going to meet somebody who's going to say something to you. Mm-hmm. And just like you are, are affecting them, now they're affecting you back. You both have to understand yep. that you're going to meet people. You're going to cross paths with people that it there's that type of level of explosion. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think either one of them are in the right. But I definitely don't think I think Hennessy is more in the wrong than anything because she's the one that got physical. So every action has an equal and opposite reaction. Yeah. Laws of physics. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about today. One of the topics that I want to talk about with you is learning. Mm-hmm. Um, now, we had some really interesting discussions, I think, like, you know, just on the bus and whilst we were shooting this show together, it was a good five weeks. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to, and it was really apparent to me that you are a person who is like, you know, scratch the surface and there are many, many levels to Tory. Thank you. Simple as that. And I just kind of felt like there's this deep rooted, like a knowing, like a self knowing, you know yourself very well. And that always comes from a person who's really grown. Mm -hmm. And um, I wondered uh, where does this passion and thirst for kind of growth and knowledge come from? I think my dad. Right. Yeah. And your dad, so he's an interesting guy, isn't he? Tell us more about that. He's, I mean, I grew up really with his influence more than anything, more than my mom's. I really grew up in his house. Mm -hmm. And he was an electrical engineer and worked on, satellites for the U.S. government. So I I grew up watching him travel around the world testing satellites. Eventually, he discovered a very small layer of electromagnetic push and pull that can help elevate spores to a certain level of atmosphere and then fling them out into space, also absorb them from space. So my dad found out about this part of atmosphere, Mm -hmm. started developing theories on how life could transfer through space. So I grew up watching somebody be completely... Removed from material objects, be completely removed from like just everything so, that you TV, think society is. Radio, those normal he, forms of media. He, he wow. just didn't buy into the regular stuff. Mm-hmm. He didn't buy into the regular everyday people stuff. He was living in an in another world, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think he influenced me to not focus so much on like regular life, regular people, world stuff, and like think outside of everything. So what was your childhood childhood like then? If your dad was obviously operating on this frequency Mm -hmm. that you identified, you could tell that it was kind of different from, I guess, the parents or other people around you. Right. So what was your childhood like as a a result of that? It was just, I was, I did a lot of thinking. You know, I'd be, I'd catch myself, I'd be up all night in my room, like as a kid, writing poems, like trying, looking outside, looking out the window, thinking about what life really meant. I just pondered life and what it means to be alive pretty early. Mm-hmm. And he would talk to me in a scientific way, but you know, there's no real comfort that you can get from anybody. When yep. you think about what the fuck is life, uh-huh. you kind of have to find that for yourself. Right. It's a so, journey, right? Yeah. So I think if anything, I kind of just knew from a very early age that I'm my own person and mm-hmm. whatever I decide to do, whatever path I go on, I'm just gonna, I mean, I'm just going to go for the adventure. So that's something he encouraged. <clears throat> he a thousand percent encouraged it without knowing. Interesting. Yeah. He didn't, he just was himself and mm-hmm. I just, grew up and was able to watch. So other than Drake and Be- uh, Drake and Josh, mm-hmm. you were obviously into free thinking, sounds mm-hmm. like creativity, poetry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you obviously, you know, have uh, this deep passion for music, which we'll come mm-hmm. to later. Mm-hmm. Um, I wondered what it was that, you know, with the, what, 
with the experience that you've had, obviously, as a young person growing up, I guess, around all of this academia and knowledge, mm. what is the one thing that you kind of want to put forward into the world and pass on to, to other people your age or younger? I think, you know, something that really hits home for me is like no one, no one has the answer, mm. like literally no one. And, you know, you can look up to people and you should look up to people that you like and that feels right for your heart. But know that life is totally personal. Mm -hmm. We are lucky to be on a planet where we can observe one another. Mm. But the growth that you'll have as, as an individual through everything you experience is going to make you you. And I think that you deserve to make mistakes and you deserve to just grow and and just become an amazing person and just be humbled by what the f like the fucking world around you. What's the biggest mistake you've ever made? <clears throat> Jeez, that's a fucking and learned from loaded question. The biggest mistake I ever made and the biggest mistake I ever learned from probably dating probably dating bad guys. Mhm. Mm that's This is a recurring topic actually, yeah, yeah. interestingly. Probably dating bad guys. And at what point was it you realized okay, this is compromising my health when I was in the police station oh. bawling my eyes out and my mom was holding me and I just realized that at that point in time I had really I had really done it I had really put myself in such a position that my family now had to drive hours away to come be there for me because mm -hmm. it got that bad and I let it get that bad mm -hmm. was it your you know, was it the effect that it was having on you was it seeing the effect that it had on your family the thing that it was, made you it was a few things it was the effect it had on my family for sure mm -hmm. and then it was knowing that you can trust somebody or you can really try to trust somebody that really can just take advantage of you mm -hmm. I mean like there that person was posting things about me online mm -hmm. lies about me and I just had to sit there and watch him do it mm -hmm. there's nothing I could have said there's nothing like I just had to sit there and my mom and my sister were just holding me and I just had to wait until they came down offline I just had to wait until the court of law got involved so was this um a, like a public thing while mm -hmm. you were in the public eye mm -hmm. so this is at a point where you've got this exposure presumably from these television shows that mm -hmm. you've been doing and then you have somebody who you thought you trusted mm -hmm. um you know just attacking you attacking you yeah how did you stay strong through all of that I didn't. I didn't stay Where strong. did you kind of seek your comfort from? My family. I just curled up into a ball. I mm -hmm. got off social media for like a month, mm -hmm. which is a long time for me because I really enjoy social media. Yeah. So about a month and I kind of just curled up into a ball and like analyzed myself and like it was like, what the fuck am I doing? Mm -hmm. Like, why the fuck did I, like, how could I miss all of those signs? How could I just let myself... Like I, and I put myself in that position and antagonize some of those positions. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I'm, I'm at fault too. And just realizing all of that was just like, there's nothing you can do, but eventually finally after you kind of hide away, mm -hmm. think about it a lot, mm -hmm. forgive yourself, move forward and be a better person. Mm -hmm. And that was it. Got you deep. So you went through a lot. <clears throat> yeah. This period of growth for you must have, you know, I think sometimes the, the hardest periods in our lives kind of open us up to almost the best things yeah. in life. Mm -hmm. And they help us to see what's really important, the people around us that are really important. Mm -hmm. And if you look back at that kind of life lesson, do you feel like you're a stronger and better person now? For sure. Everything. Everything, you know, from the past that you go through and that you, you grow through makes you who you are, you mm -hmm. know. And I'm proud of myself now, way more prouder 
of myself now than I was then. And I know that I'm still not even where I want to be. So it's really clearly just a growing process. I mean, nobody is fucking bored with a manual on how to live life. Mm-hmm. Like, you're lucky if you have good parents. If you don't have good parents, then you got to figure that shit the fuck out. Mm-hmm. And if you have to figure it out, then that means you're going to go through a bunch of trials. And the best thing you can do is forgive yourself after you've made mistakes. Try to become a better person. Try not, like... There's you have to be okay with people making mistakes and you making mistakes. Sure. There's no one manual. thing you posted recently, actually, I think it was on Instagram, was about perfection. Mm-hmm. And I feel like nowadays with social media being as it is, and you say you're super, super um uh active on social media, mm-hmm. and I love the stuff that you post because it's so uplifting. Thanks, yeah. Um, and so I feel like you're the type of person that really thinks about what they post on social media yeah. and actually just puts out positivity. Mm-hmm. And is, you know, are you very conscious of what you throw out into the world? For sure. As a result of perhaps what you've been through and, and those past kind of struggles? For sure. I mean, I think growing up, you know, I realized, you know, you, you have to look at yourself and treat yourself like you're your own child. How would you comfort yourself in a position? If you were going to comfort your child, what would you say to them? So treat yourself like a child sometimes. Mm-hmm. When you make mistakes, you know, uplift yourself, you know, grow through it. And, and I think why I wanted exposure, why mm-hmm. I wanted people to like listen to my music mm-hmm. and all of that bef- before was because I wanted to help. I have always said this. I want to help little girls mm-hmm. feel good. God, Literally yeah. just that, you know? And like, I used to cry in my bedroom as a kid for no fucking reason. Like, life is so hard. I don't get it. I don't understand, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you'll find it. But I just want I wish I had a voice that, that could talk to me. And so every time I post something on social media that's positive, it's because... I need it. Got you. And when I need those moments, I know other people are out there feeling it and they need it too. So like, I'm just going to put it out into the world, mm-hmm. you know? Do you get a lot of um, contact from young girls asking for advice? All the time. What are they saying? Just the sweetest things. Like the sweetest things. Mm-hmm. And and because I get those comments back from them, th- I, that's why I keep posting because I know that, you know, even if 20, 20 girls or five girls, or maybe sometimes it's a hundred girls mm-hmm. message me back and they're like, that really helped me today. Thank you. Like it fulfills me just as much as it fulfilled them. Mm-hmm. It's so balanced. Mm-hmm. So Deep. that's why it's so fulfilling for me oh. and why I love it. Who are you playing for? Tell us about your charity during the challenge. Pan Can. Pancreatic cancer. Mm-hmm. My uncle passed away from pancreatic cancer a while ago, but it's a very fast acting cancer. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not a lot of awareness on how fast when you're diagnosed it can be effective and then terminal Mm -hmm. so um it's just a really hard cancer for a family to deal with Mm -hmm. and so my family has been so strong Mm -hmm. and was it your on your dad's brother okay Mm -hmm. got you i have like 20 cousins on my dad's side Mm -hmm. seven brothers and sisters like my dad has so I mean, the family is just huge. Mm-hmm. And Do you strong. kind of all rally together, support one another? Yeah, yeah. I think that um, you know, when you lose a family member, you know, I obviously come from a, a place where I lost my father at the age of twenty three, and so I've seen that kind of growth as a family, that kind of learning that you kind of go through, and also that questioning: what could we have done differently? And um, it's really interesting the way in which it kind of affects you both internally and outwardly mm-hmm. and your kind of perspective on life. I feel like the moment you lose someone very close to you, in fact, one of my good friends, Martin, used to say there are two people in life. There are people that have lost someone and there are people that have yet to lose someone. I think it has a very, very wow. profound effect on the way that you live life. Yeah. And almost the glasses in which you see everything yeah. through. Because that's and life changing. Completely. I feel like you're a type. There was a person that 
has a very good grasp on life and a very good perspective of um, where they're at, where they're going. And that I feel like you're very, very honest. I mean, I, I don't, I feel like I'm trying to have a, be- a good perspective, but I think that life is very complicated mm. and random mm-hmm. and things can happen. And the only thing you can do to, you know, survive those things are to give yourself the tools to fight. What are those tools? What are the things that you've The first to- thing is like, if you, let's say, you know, the world changes because you've made a mistake, right? Let's mm-hmm. say you've put yourself in a position and, you know, you've, you have to grow from that is loving yourself in that process, yep. loving yourself when you're down. And you've what would that entail? Give me Tori's top tips. Like <clears throat> if you just feel like, holy fuck, I, I just, I just shit the bed. Like I, I said something that I didn't mean to say, or like I put myself in a, in a violent position mm-hmm. or I dated somebody who was violent, right? Mm-hmm. Like anything like that. And, and you kind of, you, you do it to almost hurt yourself. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I did it to hurt myself, to make myself feel alive, mm-hmm. not realizing I was hurting my family. Right. And I think I hated myself after, and I realized that hating myself is not going to get me anywhere mm-hmm. because that's just doing exactly what I was doing, letting somebody else do to me. Yep. You have to you have to love yourself so much. Mm-hmm. You, have, you have to change because you love yourself, not because you hate yourself. Mm-hmm. And you just have to learn to see something in you that you love again. Mm-hmm. And what really helps is family. How did you find it? I'm, I'm, I mean, I definitely still look for it all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, self-love is something that you have to fight for. You can look at yourself Mm -hmm. and be like, I fucking hate this about myself. So I feel like your biggest learning experience was how to love yourself. Yes. And you, the thing is you, when we're on TV and we're, you know, knocking about doing the challenges, this, that, and the other, you come across as a person who loves life. I do. And I feel like you found this zest for life somewhere. Mm -hmm. And that's why I thought I, I need to get you on to talk about where that comes from. Like, I want to know what it is that, you know, makes you literally just turn up every day and you're just such a performer. And also you get a, a lot of um, satisfaction, I think, from making people happy. For sure. I mean, that definitely <clears throat> stems from growing up mm-hmm. in a family that, you know, was just going through divorce and stuff like that. I yep. know for a fact the moments that we all had together was when my family was laughing about dumb shit. Mm-hmm. So I definitely found comfort in that. And comfort and humor. And yeah, which is been my like one of my what's that like your d i feel like humor is your default kind of button it's just like whenever an awkward situation comes up <laughs> yeah tory man the things that you come out with are hilarious i don't know because i'm just like like i'm like fuck you know <laughs> like jesus christ pressure situations just are like you're hilarious in pressure situations because you never know what you're gonna get <sighs> Um, and you know, if you haven't seen Tori on the challenge in pressure situations, then you definitely should watch. Um, cause there are times when you just kind of freak. Oh yeah. Um, so we're talking obviously about learning and growth and you're hugely passionate about young women. Do you think learning's different for men and women in this day and age? This is 2018. What do you think young women have to learn the most? Well, I, now, you know, when I actually think back, I used to be like very much women, 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 women. And mm-hmm. now when I look at like my brother and like his struggles, I definitely think men struggle just as much, Interesting. just as much. I think we have different struggles mm-hmm. and I think that there are different pressures, but I think that every individual is going to face a certain amount of pressures in life. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't want to think that women have any more than other people. I think there's a lot of men who have a lot of too. Who do you learn from the most when it comes to mistakes or that you've made or situations that you've put yourself in, which perhaps have been almost um, like, what's the word, self, 
I, w- I don't want to say self-harm because that's too much. Yeah. Um, almost like self-destruction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, well, you know, you, you try to learn from how it makes the people that you love feel. Mm. Like I try to learn from my dad and my mom. They both handle situations very differently. Really? I mean, I'm not going to go into my mom because I love your mom. I'm like, uh. <laughs> but like, I'm not, but you know, that woman went, went through and did some stuff, you know? Uh-huh. And my dad was just a lover through it all. Mm-hmm. And so I just grew up watching two very different people. Do we have that scenario of lover and fighter? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. interesting dynamic, isn't it? Because yeah. you have one person who gives and then you have one person who reacts, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, when you, well, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, it's life though. And talking about, you know, young women and growth, like this is the day and age of social media. And if you're mm-hmm. talking about self-love, how is it that women and young girls can love themselves when they're constantly under these pressures every single day to be their perfect selves, which is something that, you know, you're talking about mm-hmm. very strongly. Well, How do we do that when we're constantly mm-hmm. trying to portray this image of perfection the all the time? F- the first thing is not, it's not an image of perfection because mm. that is that, that will kill you and break you down every time. You can look at yourself, you could say, I wish this was bigger, I wish this was smaller, I wish this was this. Every single time, if you make it about image of perfection, Mm -hmm. If you step back and you say, what can I just do? What small thing can I do to make myself happy or at least make some someone else happy? Mm -hmm. You know, is it something that you can do in community? Is Mm -hmm. it literally walking by someone and being like, you're beautiful? Mm -hmm. Like sometimes that can change someone's day. You are super complimentary as well. Yeah. I've noticed. Because I but I I feel those ways about people. And I also think that you don't always have to feel that way about yourself. It's nice to appreciate other people. Mm -hmm. And when you can when you can look at things and appreciate them for what they are and not, not wish you were that, mm-hmm. then it's a lot less pressure on you to be happy. Cause Completely. you're just, you're just kind of like throwing your love at the wind. Mm-hmm. I find that the days actually that I'm on the most form is the days when I'm flowing, literally just throwing around compliments and I don't throw them around lightly. Like if I give you a compliment, yeah. I bloody well mean it. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the days in which I feel the best about myself is when I'm being super freaking nice to people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, dude, you look good today. <laughs> I remember I was like out the other night. I'm like, I saw this guy with freckles. I'm like, those freckles are on fire. <laughs> and the thing is people always react so well to like a compliment. Yeah. They just literally light up and they're just like, Oh my God. Yes, I am feeling fly today. But- and it completely changes the dynamic of mm-hmm. you know any conversation or any engagement that you're having it's that exchange of energy completely it's like what are you putting out yes. and then it will come back yeah it will yeah tenfold yeah. i think i and think tenfold so for you uh it's 2018 what are you most woke to if we're talking about learning mm. what do we need to learn the most from this year okay you ready mm. this is what i feel like i'm the most woke to we are on a very tiny little rock. Mm-hmm. We have a very thin layer of atmosphere around this rock. Imagine it like a little speck in water and a little air bubble around that. Mm. That Okay? If that fucking bubble pops, then our beautiful little planet is destroyed. Are we talking about the environment we're here, talking about We're talking about global warming. Mm-hmm. And to me, this has just been something that I've been really looking into. And I think it's fucking appalling that people think that global warming isn't, isn't a thing. Mm-hmm. Because we are a fucking speck of dust. We have a bubble of oxygen around this speck of dust. Yep. There's already fucking holes in it. Mm-hmm. We are creating horrible, horrible atmospheres above cities and pollution and global warming. And Oh, my goodness. Don't and, get me started. Yeah. So for me, 
fucking global warming. Like, how can humans have, how can we have not gotten together and been like, hey, we're all on this fucking floating rock. Our oxygen's, you know, not doing so well. Maybe we should talk about how, like, how are we so focused on personal issues Mm -hmm. when when we're on a fucking floating rock? Yeah. You know what makes me most scared? When I go out of Los Angeles and I feel what fresh air is. Yes. Like I've been up to Palm Springs recently, went hiking and I was just like, it's so good to just have some fresh air in your lungs. And, uh, you know, moving from London, which is obviously a very polluted city Mm -hmm. uh, and coming to Los Angeles, which is on the coast. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this can be great. You know, lifestyle, et cetera. I've never felt so polluted in all my life. I feel like the toxins are coming at you every single day. And I feel like we really have to learn and educate and, you know, not remain ignorant with regards to global warning, because it's these are the things that are coming into our system every single day. I mean, it's insane. You know what I mean? Mm. And you know what's crazy is like once again, like I had said this on like a on a personal level, you don't have a manual on how to grow up in, and be a good person. You have to figure it out. Yep. You know, we're a fucking very intelligent species, but we've only been intelligent for we've only had complex thoughts for, for like about a week. Yeah, for about a week, right. <laughs> but literally like like about a week. It's true. In the, in this in grand life, scheme of a things, day, yeah. an hour, yeah. you know. So like who the fuck do we think we are? Yeah. I know. <sighs> for real. So we've got work to do with regards to that. And In fact, not just regards to that. I think this is the year of the woman. It's 2018. Mm. We've seen such a shift in the dynamic between both men and women and equality. This was an interesting one. I feel like what do women this year, what do they have to learn from one one another? What do you think they can learn from one another? I mean, you know what's crazy to me? And like just as a small scale example, Mm -hmm. Cardi B and Nicki Minaj. Yep. Really popular, amazing Mm -hmm rappers Mm -hmm. really successful immediately pinned up against each other right immediately yeah and like they're doing their best i think to like not really let it be a thing but Mm -hmm. it's also easy to let it be a thing because you know you kind of yeah yeah, it's publicity it's rap for sure when was like you know and that's the culture it's rap battles that's that's, what it was and that's the culture right but at the same time there are so many guy rappers that we don't go like this to I feel like that's kind of, and this is interesting because we're going to come to rap in a minute. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like, you know, the world uh, or rap culture has kind of, it's it's being born out of rap battles. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if we go back to kind of Biggie and Tupac, you know, now we have conversations with Jay-Z and those guys basically saying, look, that era is dead. We've realized that that was not the way to go. Right. And so the only way that we can create this excitement in the industry is to have beefs. Mm-hmm. rap beefs and the thing is that's kind of spread out into so many other things yeah. if you look at pop culture twitter fingers yeah twitter beef do you know what i mean yeah. this is a, something that has just it's a, it's a concept that has enabled people to kind of grow and cross pollinate and so i kind of feel like mm-hmm. is beef a good or a bad thing is it something we learn from is it something that we you know is it something we thrive on because i feel in fact i saw a comment mm-hmm. today on on twitter on cardi b's um instagram someone basically remarked that you know don't just respond to the negative like to the haters right like respond to some of your fans as well and she was like you know what yeah and so i feel like actually you know with i guess all of this kind of female being pitted against female Mm -hmm. perhaps we lose in that whole negativity Mm -hmm. and this is the way in the which i think the media has put us you know, for years and years and years, this is the image of beauty. Right. And this we just don't see. Right. And so now we're starting to see um, lots of different versions of women emerge. Yeah. 
And I it's think, so powerful and uh, amazing, right? Yeah. It's, I mean, it really is cool. But I still feel like we've got a lot of work to do and a lot of learning. I feel like now we're starting to see what? If we work together, we can, what? Yeah. Collaborate. Yeah. What, you can earn money and I can earn money? Yeah. Or you can gain power and I can gain power? Like, yeah. what's that about? And yeah. this is the, the interesting thing, I think, since moving to the States is I've observed lots of kind of, men in business mm-hmm. and I kind of see the way they work they work like a band of brothers yeah and so I think you know the start of this podcast is very much you know this is say Sunday this yeah. is a platform for women that men can come on mm-hmm. and talk about their issues too yeah I love that but you know it's a collaboration and it's, it's and ideas it, yeah. and it's shared opinions and maybe not shared opinions it's like a woman it's woman driven completely you're driving this motherfucker exactly i'm driving you're this driving bus this i'm taking mother- it you don't even have roundabouts over here so let's not even go there <laughs> okay last question about learning what is the lesson that you should have learned by now wear a condom <laughs> Ooh, there it is. You heard it here first. Just you do it, it kids. Do it, kids. It Look up reasons why and do it. Exactly. Thank you. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> and now, so we haven't played this game. This is inspired by After Buzz TV, which I took part in last night. Check the interview. It's out there on YouTube somewhere in the ether. Okay. Uh, this next part of our show is going to be called All That and a Bag of Limes. <laughs> so if you saw the challenge champs versus pros then you'll know that i pulled a move called limegate go and google it i'm not going to explain it right here right now mm-hmm. however tori d uh-oh i've got a bag here it's not got liquor in it's all good okay in my bag are a number of limes i want you to pull out a lime and on it you will either have a question uh-huh. or a challenge versus stars cast member i want you to dish the dirt please <coughs> Let me just... Back! <coughs> who have we got who would you date on the show Yes. Fuck. Good question. <laughs> Who would I date on Good this show? Question. Um, okay, let me think about this. Clearly, this is if Jordan wasn't in the world. Why? What's up with Jordan? Well, I I just Okay. 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 Um, Hots for Jordan. Who would I mean? He's a cutie. He's a cutie. He's a hot guy. I mean, he's I wouldn't be mad at it if you were like dating or whatever. Yeah, you know, he's cutie. Okay, um, from our show, Champs versus Stars who only. Who would I date? Fuck. I mean, honestly, it's hard. I wouldn't date any of you the can champs. Go, you can go girls and guys. Yeah, I mean, I definitely know I can go girls. Okay. <laughs> we know. <laughs> We've heard the stories. And I don't know whether we have time for, what was that story you told me no, once? No, not the man in the dress. The man in the dress. Was it a mermaid? <laughs> oh, my God. It was a God, mermaid the in a dress. <laughs> yeah, we'll share that one another time. Next Thanks. time you come on. Thanks. Um, who would I date? Oh, my God, this is so hard. So hard. Drake. Drake Bell. Not that not that I would date him, but like just to say I would date Drake Bell. For sure. Bell. Like who wouldn't want to date their childhood crush? Thank you. Get in the bag. <sighs> Drake. You know where she is. Lil Mama. Lil Mama. Oh. She I had no idea she was as talented as she is. What? Yeah. I, I had she's no incredible. I had no but like Have you seen that song? Sauce, 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 sausage. She literally yes, just goes through it. the whole kills of R and B. It. It's just incredible. Kills it. R and B rap, merged it, Mary J, everything in there. She's fucking she is such she is so underrated. It's mm-hmm. fucked up. For real. For real. I can't wait. She's gonna something's gonna happen with little mama. I agree. And it's gonna pop off. We're Speaking gonna, of pop off. Oh. Henny. Henny. Mm. Um Henny. I really liked her until I didn't like her. Really? And then this is strong. I was not expecting this. I really, I really, and I hope 
I hope that I like her again. Mm -hmm. And that's how I feel about it. Fair play. Yeah. Fair play. I'm, I'm appreciate your honesty. Yeah. This is vodka whilst we're talking about Fuck, honesty. marry, kill who? Who? Oh, a fuck, marry, kill. Yeah. We, in England, we call it snog, marry, avoid, but go ahead. This is the US. Okay. So, um, are you going to give me three Shag. people? Uh, so. Oh, fuck. Casper <laughs> uh, Smart. Uh -huh. Um... Weston Bergman from oh. the show The Challenge, uh -huh. Challenge vs. Stars, yeah. season three. And we are going to finish it up with <whistles> Jose. Okay. All right. Um, I think I would. Oh, Jesus, this is a hard one. I really hope no one listens to this. I would. <sighs> You're welcome. <clears throat> I'll just be here. Okay. All right. I'm going to kill Wes. Oh! <laughs> Just because. Okay, no. I have to kill Casper. No, Ooh. he's my friend. Okay, I'm going to fuck Jose. Oh! Okay. Jose, and he would as well. No, he wouldn't. I've tried. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't like girls. <laughs> I think I'll I'll marry Wes because he'll probably have a very stable job. And, and he's got a lovely dog. Casper just got the shit end of the stick on this one. But so I love Casper. He's getting killed. Sorry, Casper. Gone. You're a goner, Casper. Sorry, babe. <laughs> You'll get your own back. Don't worry. Most overrated, underrated. Yes. Okay. Most on the uh, show? Yep. On the show. <sighs> and then in life. Okay. <laughs> Most underrated. I'm going to go with... For performance-wise? However you like. Yeah. Hmm. However you want to read it. Hmm. I have no fucking clue how to answer this one either. God damn it. Oh, fuck these fucking questions. <laughs> I mean, <gasps> most overrated? Can I say, can I just say me? <laughs> the way nope. it's safe. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Whew. Most underrated. Lil Mama. Yep. Because mm -hmm. she's a fucking star in real life. Yeah. She is a fucking star. Yes, she is. She and is. a performer, and she deserves to be on many platforms. Yes, she is. Agreed. Most overrated. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> Do can't. it. I know who you're thinking of. Who? I know who you're thinking Just of. Just say fine. it. No, it's fine. You say it. Well,. I just oh, really? I think just personality-wise. Oh, strong. Perhaps, perhaps. Say it out loud. I'm afraid I'm going to get shot. <laughs> Don't say it out loud. They make someone up. <laughs> uh, all right. I'll say most uh, overrated is, uh, is The Miz. Yeah, I'd agree with you. I just Sucks. feel like. He's brilliant. He's brilliant. He was so good. He was so good. Yeah, we're not going to have that one. Pick right. someone. God. I literally don't have anyone. Okay, moving on because okay. you're boring me now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe I let you off that one. Salita? Salita. Yes, Victoria's Secret model Salita. <clears throat> you know what? I did not expect her to be as, as snappy as she is. She's feisty. She's feisty. Spicy. She's spicy. She is spicy. <laughs> Sriracha. I wasn't expecting her to be who she is, and um, and I I wasn't expecting it. It was a nice surprise, though. I thought. I mean, 
It was a surprise. Yeah. Uh, that, that's Casper. Um, I like Casper a lot. I think that. Don't lie. Nobody likes Casper. I really do. Not like, even Casper likes Casper. I really do oh, like Casper. I love like him. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's really cool, mm-hmm. and I just hope to stay friends with him for a long time. Oh, mm-hmm. bless you. <laughs> so that was um, all that and a bag of limes. However, we're not done here. So those of you who don't know, um, Tori, you're a massive like. You know what? You're super talented yourself. Like you said of Little Mama, I remember doing the show, you two were like rapping this, Mm -hmm. that and the other. So guess what we're going to do? We're going to have a little rap quiz and we're going to turn this thing upside upside down. down. (laughs) I hope it's not old school rap. So this is quick fire questions. So we're going to test you to the limit. Oh, Jesus. So there's a few like, you know, random questions in here that I just want to put you through. Some are easy. Some are not so easy. Give me these. There might even be a little bit of mental arithmetic in there. Okay. Here we go. Two plus two is what? Four. And what's that? A number. No, the answer's real quick maths. (laughs) Um, Complete this bar. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Salt and pepper heavy D up in the limousine. Go Tory. Uh, Go Tory. New York City. Uh, What's uh, that uh, now? What's that now? Okay, name one of the three Migos. Quazo. Quavo. Quazo. 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 Okay, I'll take that. Quazo. Drake Bell or Drake Drake? Drake Drake. Where is Drake Drake from? Toronto. Um, what's his zip code or postal code and telephone number, please? Sixty-nine four M E. She's a fucking filth bag. <laughs> e equals MC what? Square. Wrong. We were looking for MC Hammer. Oh, um, <laughs> what's Cardi B's real name? <clears throat> Bacardi. <laughs> kind of. Well, she got that nickname, didn't she? It's Bacalis Almanzar. Hope I said that right. Okay. Favorite rap song ever? Yes. J Cole. Um. Any anything anything J Cole. Sing it for us, please. Hmm. Oh my God, there's just a lot of N word in that one. I can't do that. One. All of it. All right. What about till I collapse and spilling these raps? As long as you get into the day that I drop, you'll never say that I'm not killing them. Cause why I am not, then I'ma stop filling them, and I am not hip hop, and I'm just not Eminem. Subliminal thoughts. Yeah, right. Go on then, Tori D. <laughs> you passed the pop quiz or Yay! rap quiz, so to speak. So Tori, we know like you're a massive, massive like f- not even fan of music. You're a singer. You're a songwriter, okay. and you're also a novelist. You've been writing kids books as well haven't I've you? been fucking writing non-stop so talk to me about that this so is the year of writing for me so you talked about poetry before mm-hmm. so we've got kids books yeah go for it tell me about I kids have books. not I mean the kids books have been amazing mm-hmm. I'm writing something along the lines of Spongebob Squarepants oh, just something that makes no sense but mm-hmm. comes with an amazing message it's just super creative mm-hmm. and it's very rhymy yeah so it's just going to be really fun and exciting to read and i've been writing it with my nephew who's four oh. and he has been giving me and telling me things that he wants to see in the story oh, so it's kind sweet. of like written for kids by kids i love that yeah so that- i've been doing that hashtag collab mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with my little four-year-old nephew and um i've been writing a bigger book called i don't even have a name for it now but it's just i can't even talk about it because it's just so amazing we could spend 
30 minutes talking about this amazing novel. Are you going to come back on and tell us about it? Please I would do. fucking love to. Please do. I would love to. And um, talk to us about your music career. Because music? we were listening to you on SoundCloud earlier. You're constantly singing. You're singing throughout the show when mm-hmm. we were together. Yeah. I was just like, whoa, Tori's got a voice, man. I can't stop. Like, it's definitely a place that I go to when I just like to have fun. I just love music, mm-hmm. you know, and I listen to it all the time. Um, and now I've been writing more than anything, just things that are really coming from my heart. So the next thing that I put out. And what are those sounds? What are the stories? It's just a lot of self-love stuff, a lot mm-hmm. of reflection stuff, a lot of like, I think that when you're in a bubble bath and you're really stressed out, it's going to be really nice, poetic words to listen to when you're stressed out. And that's mm-hmm. the kind of thing I want to put out for the people that have been DMing me and need that. Are like, you taking us to church, Tori? I'm going to take you guys to church. Yeah. Honey. I am. I really am. I feel good about it. I actually Can't wrote a wait. song with Jordan and that one's so sexy. Mm. It's a little sexy song. Did you write it in the bubble bar? Mm, All right, I'm going too far. (laughs) (laughs) Where can we find your music? Where's it out? It's on Spotify right now. I have one song on Spotify and, you know, I'd love to get attention to that one, but Mm -hmm. I'd say. What's it called? Lalo. Right. This is the one I've seen on your Instagram Mm -hmm. and I think I listened to it today. Cool. Sexy. Yeah. So Lalo has been, it was cool for me. It was just all about like, honestly, for me, it was like everything happens Everything that has been happening for me in the public eye, mm-hmm. I was just like, fuck it. So lay low. I want to lay low. I want to like, do things that have nothing to do with public eye. But it was more kind of like popper. And the things that I'm writing now are just so much more real. And I can't wait to put them out. Mm. Yeah. I'm super excited for you. Thanks. Where can we find you on Instagram and Twitter and all those things? What are your handles? At Tori underscore deal. At Tori Berry underscore dingle. At Tori underscore deal on Twitter at Tori underscore deal on everything because I'm so smart and I marketed myself so well across all social platforms. <laughs> Tori, you're a G. Thank you so I much for coming you, on Louise. Slay Sunday. I really ah. want to have you back as soon as we've got more to talk about novels, music, mm-hmm. whatever it is. We're can, doing this again. Can definitely. I come back and interview you next time? For sure. Because I feel like they need to hear about you. Definitely. Okay. For sure. That's going to happen. Okay, cool. Wicked. Yay. Thank you, Tori. D. I love you. I'm hosting my first Slay Sunday contest when one of my lucky supporters will win the chance to interview me about my experience on the Challenge Champs vs. Stars Season 3. To enter, tag me in your Insta stories and tell me how you slay. For more details, go to slaywithlulu.com forward slash contest. So don't forget, send in those videos.